the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's a lot going on surrounding the coronavirus, and, and while we should be cautious and use wisdom, we must fight against living in fear. In times of crisis, you know, stress can wreak havoc in our minds and bodies if we let it. Don't get me wrong, fear is a natural emotion, but through God's Word, we have power to overcome it. 1 Peter 5 and 7 teaches us to give all our worries and cares to Him because He cares for us. 2 Timothy 1 and 7 reminds us that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Sometimes there's nothing you can do to control your situation, but in times like this, we look to what God has put in us to overcome what's around us. And I want to encourage you to build your faith and find peace in God's Word. Go to gracechurchva.org to listen to my latest series titled, No Fear. Also, get a copy of me reading all of the healing scriptures in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation as a free download. I love you, I'm praying for you, and we will get through this together. We are excited to announce the Live Big television broadcast is back on BET on Sundays at 7 a.m. There are a few other changes, so visit DerekGreer.com to view the full broadcast schedule and much more. You were made to think big, do big, big. But tomorrow can be bigger Just grow, let the world overflow, yeah Live a life bigger than yourself You're created for greatness Live a life bigger than yourself Hello, welcome to Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. We are so glad that you joined us today. We believe that the truth of God's Word will empower you to live a life so big that it impacts everyone and everything around you. As always, you can get this message and more at gracechurchva.org. Let's join Dr. Greer for today's Live Big Message. With that thing you've been uh, comforting with, that thing that you've been having discussion with, that thing you've been yielding to, eventually will bite you in such a way it will take medical science to get you out of that depression. You will need uh, Valium. You will need, I ran out some of the pills. Someone help me with the pills. I said Zantac. That's an acid last time. <laughs> Xanax and what else we got? Prozac and purple pills, red pills, blue pills. Because you're messing with the red snake, blue snake. You hear what I'm saying? Listen, everybody on medication is not because you're sin. Please don't mishear me. But you could yield to something to the place you can't get out anymore. Crack was a drug of choice the first two times. Then it became a compulsion. Then you had to have it. But it starts, you know, innocent. You know, when, when you were young, you had that hair trigger temper. And man, you had that leather jacket, you know. And, and man, girls thought you were sexy because you were just so hot and, you know, and, 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 and they thought your edgy, bold personality, you know, was cute until you started growing a little bit older. And then what used to be cute Ain't so cute, nobody. No, no more. Nobody wants to be around you. No one wants to be in your life. In fact, you are slam, You got, got doors slamming behind you 20 years because of how cute you are. 
it starts with a little hiss. Let me tell you something. With my children, I look at this. I, I'm not looking for the big thing. I'm looking for the little things. Boy, you, you learn to control your temper right here and right now in this house before you go out there. You can't be hitting on everybody, beating on everybody, slamming on the Boy. Because if you don't learn it here, let me tell you something. They ain't gonna, it, it, when you get out there, they will lock you up, put you under the jail. You hear what I'm saying? The people came to Moses, but only after the snakes, you know. That's the way we are. If we would have listened and just, you know, submitted to God and, and not got all upset and everything, we, we've been all right. But sometimes we don't go back to God. We, we got to get bit first before we have a change of heart. So the people came to Moses and said, we sinned, they called it what it was, when we spoke against the Lord and against you. Didn't they just criticize Moses a few verses ago? You're going to lead in any capacity, particularly in the church. You're going to have to learn not to hold grudges. You have, if you're going to stay married more than two weeks, <laughs> you're going to have to learn how to accept apologies and accept it from the heart. They said, pray that the Lord will take the snakes away from us. Moses, I know you're right with God. We're not. I know, I, I, I know what we just did. But Moses, would you intercede for us? Would, would you go uh, before God for us? And let me ask you, can you pray for people who just uh, decried against you, just defiled and, and hurt your reputation, people that just talked about you 10 minutes, can, and 10 minutes later, when they come, can you still pray for them? You know, that's the heart of ministry. Person split the church at 3 o'clock, but by 7 o'clock, they're in the hospital, and guess what? They call you to the bedside. Do you pray, Lord, kill them? Rick, what you sow. You start unplugging their machines hooked up to them in the bed. So I didn't mean to kick that. I didn't mean that. Can God find you on your bended knee? When everything's right with you or God and the person that's offended you is the one in need, can he count on you to pull for that other person? And then the Lord said to Moses, make a snake and put it up. On a pole. Why would God put a snake on a pole? Snakes represent evil. From as far back in every culture, virtually there's a few exceptions and they're just weird. Snakes represent darkness. Why would God put a snake on a pole? I'm so very glad that you asked. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. For his sake, no, for our sake, he did it for me. I don't know about you, but he did it for me. For our sake, because of our need, because of our crisis, because of our mess, Jesus did not need relationship with the Father. He already had it. He did it for you. He did it for me. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin. Jesus never sinned a day in his life. Not an hour, not a moment. Even after 40 days and 40 nights of fasting, when he faced temptation at the, the weakest possible time before the cross, he resisted, get thou behind me, Satan. Quoted scripture, resolved the issue, and ran off the devil. He who knew no sin was made sin. Jesus became who we are on the cross. Sin, sinner. So we could be made who he was. 
before the cross. How great is the love that God has lavished on us that we should be called son God. He took sin so I could become a son. Isaiah 52 and verse 14. The prophets saw the cross more clearly than many of the people that were standing just a few feet away from the master. God showed it before it happened and they marveled and were amazed and they would say things like, who can believe our report? How can this be so? And they grappled with these things and tried to wrap their minds around how these things would be revealed and manifest and ultimately come to pass. Verse 14, he's speaking of the suffering servant, the Messiah. As many were astonished at you. It was total shock. Man's mind and imagination couldn't fathom it or figure this out. Here he is, Emmanuel. But like a root out of dry ground, his visage is marred. His appearance was so marred beyond human resemblance. Now, I watched the passion of the Christ. But as gruesome and it deserved rated R and they had to pull it back from X. But it would probably be triple X if they came close to showing what happened on that cross. Jesus did not even look human on the cross. If his body, if it came to a morgue, I don't, sweet Jesus. He was beyond identification, didn't even look like a human being anymore. Because not only did he take a beating, and beatings will do that to you, but he also took the sin of the world. Every rape, every murder, every theft, every hateful thought, every malicious and foul deed and condition of mankind, Jesus on the cross breathed it in and took it to himself. And it began to show grotesquely on his form. He said in his form was marred beyond that of the children of mankind. I mean, ain't nobody in the human race ever looked like that. Galatians 3 and 13 explains more looking back on Calvary. Isaiah was looking forward to Calvary. Paul says by the Holy Spirit, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. Now, why was there a snake on the brazen altar? Because the first being or creature cursed in the Garden of Eden was a snake. After the snake came childbearing in the ground. But the first place of the curse came on the snake. And since the snake was first, he epitomizes. He's the representation of everything ever cursed on the earth. He became a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone hung on a tree. Back to 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. Let's see if we can read this through. For my sake, your sake, her sake, his sake. For our sake, he made him. Not He never sinned. He became sin. It was placed on him who knew no sin so that in him we might become something 
something we weren't before, but something we could now become because Jesus became that snake. Jesus became cursed. He became sin on that cross so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The cross is the place where we can exchange our sinfulness for his righteousness. I come with his mess. He releases his bless. You hear what I'm saying? He took what I deserved. I deserved that beating. I, I deserved them soldiers to, to smash that crown into my head and then hit me with rods and take turns punching me in my face. I deserved to be nailed up on a cross because I turned my back on a loving, living God. He never did wrong to me. He took what I deserved so we could share what only he deserved. Numbers 21 and verse 8. Moses said, anyone, don't care what your problem is, what your issue is. We're all snake bit. Just your bite might be in a different place than my bite. And we don't need to glory over, you know what? My bite is more socially acceptable. You're both bitten. You're both dying. You're both poisoned. The place of the bite, you usually swell. And you get bit in the face, your face swells up and you can't even recognize who you are. We were created in the image and likeness of God, but the snake bit us and we began to swell. And, and, and our faith, we can't even recognize the image of God anymore because of the poison that seeped into our bloodstream. We passed on to our children, our children's children, children's children. So every person given the opportunity does what their daddy Adam did, make a decision for independence against God. And then in his mercy, though, he records these scriptures and Christ comes to make it right. Anyone who is bitten by the poisonous snake of judgment can look and live. But it's up to you. There were people in the camp that didn't look up and they died. There are people in this room who refuse to look up. You're going to die. He said, you can look at it and live. What is the divine formula? Look away from yourself. Look away from what you deserve and what you merit and look up to a snake on a pole. You see, many people look up or they see the cross and they just see a man dying on it. That won't help you. But when you see a man who bore the penalty of your sin, a man who suffered your curse, when you see the God-man becoming a curse for you in that place, we have shiny jewelry, and we show it all, put it in our ears, wrap it around our chest. But if you only had a, a slightest imagination of the grotesque event, you never try to hang an image of Jesus on the cross again. He said, anyone who is bitten can look and live. This is Christ's cry. Lift me high so you might live. Hurt me bad so you can become good. Reject me, smite me, pull out my beard. But I do this so that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So Moses made a bronze snake. He obeyed God, even though it may not have fit into his theology at the time. And that bronze snake became the mediator, the go-between. So if anyone was willing to look at it, they could live. 
John 3 and 14, and we're through for the day. Now you understand Nicodemus' conversation with Jesus. He said, oh, great teacher of the law, do you really understand what Moses is talking about here? Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up. You say, Bishop, I, I hear you, but help me understand where is this ever done? Where is there this type of happening among men? Most of us live in homes, and if you don't live in a home, you at least live in an apartment, compound, or, or a complex. And if you notice, on the top of, you know, if you're in the city, these things are pretty, pretty tall because the buildings are tall. But on a typical house, at the top, somewhere on the roof, there's just a few inch high lightning rod. And the whole purpose of that rod is to be a mediator or conductor. So what happens is when lightning strikes your house, and by the way, I, I researched some interesting facts about lightning and I found that the heat of lightning is five times the heat of the sun. That's some serious stuff that goes on down in this planet. As fierce as lightning is, man, could pull off half your house, cut it in half, just leave a big old hole in the ground. This little lightning rod, and I don't know if Jesus was more than five foot tall, but this rod conducts that, those, 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 those hundreds of thousands of amps, that harmful electrical current that you deserve. <laughs> but the lightning rod is there to carry the, the current away from the structure and then safely to the ground. She said, if I be lifted up, if you would put me at the top of your life, if you'd make me your Lord, if you let me do what I want to do for you, if you put me in my place, if you look to me on the cross, the lightning you deserve, I will absorb. I myself will take it. And I will safely conduct it away from you. And you could be eternally secure. Matter of fact, I'll put this rod on your head at all times. We have rods on our house. They said, I'll put it in your, on your head. So even though you deserve it, I'll be there to absorb it. She said, as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up. That whoever believes in him may have life. Let me be your sacrifice. Let me be your stake. Let me take from you what you deserve. God's wrath could not be appeased. So God said, listen, I'll send it, but I'll take it myself. Imagine deserving a beating but then your daddy beats himself instead of beating you. How great is the love that God has lavished on us that we could be called sons of God. Oh, how far. I mean, what would I not do to reach my son? What would I not do to find my son, grab my son, keep my son? We are sons and daughters of the Most High. And he was unwilling to spare any expense. He said, listen, I won't wink at your sin, but I will pay the price for your sin. 
but you must look and live. So today, in these last couple moments, I ask you to bow your heads. I need you to look to Jesus in a way you never looked before. Yes, he's a great miracle worker. Yes, he's a guy that could say some things, that truth that could just change your life. But right now, I don't want you to see the pretty Jesus. I need you to see the Jesus that took your stuff, your sin, your shame. Said, bring it on. I love him that much. Put it on me, Father. I'll carry it away. I'll carry it. I'll carry it, God. I love him. Put it on me. I need you to see that Jesus. These verses actually God used to heal my body. When you see Jesus as the one who carried your sickness, carried your shame, carried your confusion, you're like, well, if he paid for it, why am I still paying? If he took it for me, why am I still taking it? When I got an image of Christ as my lightning rod, I said, I don't deserve this sickness. I've been made right with God. This is not my lot anymore. I'm not to die early. I'm not to suffer this long. Not in this way. Jesus, you bore it so I don't have to. Even before Jesus went to the cross, it was a cold night. It gets cold in the desert. It was also a colder time of year. They tied him. And they beat him. They didn't beat him like we beat slaves here. In this country, you beat slaves hoping that they'd, yeah, they'd, they'd be assigned to everybody else, but you wanted them to work again. The Romans, though, they were trying to make a point. They'd have kill you whipping you. they tied tie pieces of metal and glass into the whip and then nine tails. And I, this just kills me to say this, but they, they'd hit him with the whip. And the, the, that hurt. But it was the pulling back. Because the piece would go into the body. And it wasn't just the back. It would wrap around the stomach and trunk. When they pulled back, piece of his flesh would fly. So Jesus had been beat. He's lost blood. He lose blood. It gets cold. He's humiliated, so he don't have no clothes on. They're trying to utterly humiliate him it's cold outside and he's shaking the flies are in season they're landing on him infection is setting in they didn't sterilize those those whips and the, the metal and the, and the glass they didn't no 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 infection settling in you could see probably parts of his body see his innards infection pus starting to get ready to do its thing the white blood cells and he's shivering and all that sickness and infirmity that was coming on his body as he was under the weight of those whips and these soldiers knew how to whip a man he said I'm taking this for every sickness that ever tries to come on you every bit of diabetes your cancer your high blood pressure everything that's going to try to to, to, to kill you before your time I'm shaking under the weight of it because I love you beat me so you can be free hurt me so you can be healed the Bible said by his strength his face is swollen 
His eyes are shut. You can't see. Take it. Take it for you. 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 He's our mediator. The wrath to us was placed on him. The people in this room, you have sickness in your body. Look and live, baby. See Jesus on the cross carrying that thing. Look and live. Pain in your back, gone. Look and live. He was beaten in his back so that you could be free. Look and live. You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Dr. Derek Greer. We pray that you are inspired to think big, do big, and live big. Our goal is to compel you to live in a way that overflows and blesses those around you. Find out more about this broadcast, Grace Church, and Dr. Derek Greer at gracechurchva.org. Dr. Greer and his wife, Pastor Yermitu, invite you to meet them at Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia for vibrant worship, Bible teaching, and fellowship each Sunday and Wednesday. Click gracechurchva.org for service times, directions, and much more. Again, that's gracechurchva.org. This has been Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. Watch the Live Big broadcast Monday through Friday and every Sunday. Check your local TV listings or visit gracechurchva.org for the broadcast schedule. That's all the time we have. But until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big. Hello, radio family. This is Dr. Derek Greer. Due to the COVID crisis, our already crazy schedules have shot through the roof. But in particular, please pray for pastors and church staffs as we navigate through this incredibly difficult season. You know, our government has pledged to graciously support many businesses in this crisis, but churches are are largely on our own. And if we don't support God's voice in our communities, no one else will. So don't forget your local church. Lastly, I want to remind you that God has not given us a spirit of fear. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He loves you, and my Bible says he will keep you as the apple of his eye. There's nothing ahead of you that's bigger than the God that lives on the inside of you. In times like these, it's really vital that we keep our hearts full of God's Word. So if you want to hear faith-filled messages or get a copy of me reading through all the healing scriptures from Genesis to Revelation, go to gracechurchva.org for free downloads. I love you, and our only goal is to help keep you strong. God bless you.